Hey everyone, this is Marissa Phillips from Y'all Heard, and um, hey everybody, rate us on iTunes. Five stars is a charm, and why not leave us a voicemail? Five seven zero pod what one. Doesn't matter what you say in your voicemail. We promise we'll appreciate it. We don't get many. Thank you. Y'all heard? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. What's up? This this is Y'all Heard, a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Take a metaphorical squeegee across the window between you and the world so that we can show you a clean, clear, and true vision of what's really happening out there. But since this is audio, the vision is also a metaphor for hearing, and we're a podcast. Okay. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know, like we're not related, and that every week, Pete tries to make me like him less. (laughs) And she always remembers, this is how I know that I did a good job at that. On the weeks when I do an okay job, she doesn't mention that we're not related. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Pete knows certain things. Mm, it's a rigor, me. Uh, Pete, how's your week? It's okay. I don't care. I'm not going to talk about my week. It's okay. I'm really here to talk about the WNBA All-Star Game, which by the oh, time I, this I, comes I, out is going to be a long time ago. But, Marissa, did you happen to watch it? Of course I didn't, but tell me all about it. <laughs> I really thought she was going to go for a lie and be like, of course I did. <laughs> So, fun things that happened during the game. First, Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot were guarding each other. What? I know. I I, I didn't know either until the announcer said it in the game. They're married. Oh, Oh, that's cool. And they were on opposing teams and they had to guard each other. And Allie Quigley was just killing it out there. That's pretty Um, cool. So that was pretty fun. And then after that, I found an article about them. And it was just really... You know, like a, a nice couple. They play on the same team normally, but in the All-Star game, they were on opposite teams. Oh, okay. Then at the skills challenge the night before, basically the way this works is they have a bunch of people go through and do a bunch of, like, go th- like they pass the ball and they have to get it through a hole, you know, to show that they can pass well. They got to, like, shoot a three and dribble on the court like they're, you know, in between cones and stuff. So the skills challenge was one thing. That was not a surprise that Diamond to Shields won, won that. But then they had the three-point contest. And the three-point contest, Marissa, here's the way that this works. that The people who are participating in these competitions are all-stars. Mm-hmm. But they had one person who wasn't. Can you guess who won? The person who wasn't. The non-all-star. Wow. And we were like, when I say we, I mean me alone in my apartment. We were like, holy shit. <laughs> he, he means him and the other five people watching the game. Ooh, so ooh. that was, I believe, Shakina Strickland. She won the three-point contest. And I was like, man, that's awesome. She didn't get selected as an all-star, but she still got to kick some ass this weekend and, you know, be recognized and all that stuff. Then comes the all-star game. Do you know who the MVP of the all-star game was? Um, the the wife of the soccer. No, she's okay. not playing. She's like got a long term injury. I don't even think she's playing this season. Oh, okay. It was Erica Wheeler, Marissa. What? Yes. Do you Were know you why shocked? that's so special? <laughs> Erica Wheeler played college basketball, I believe, for Rutgers, 
And when she finished college, she didn't get drafted into the WNBA. And then she just kept trying and trying and trying. And then finally, a team picked her up, put her in, and she's doing awesome. Here's the thing. She is the first and only non-drafted WNBA player to ever be an All-Star Game MVP. Oh, wow. Good for her. So there's a lot of fun stuff She showed those bitches for not (laughs) taking her at the beginning. And there was three points between the two teams in the final score. So it was a lot closer than you might have thought, especially if you did start watching it. You might have been like, this is a joke. That one team's kicking the other team's ass. Okay, okay. But there was a lot of, uh, it was a fun game. I had fun watching it. And then in the fourth quarter, Marissa, I have to share this part with you. Because it reminded me of your hot dog competition piece a few episodes ago. I don't know that it's my hot dog competition, but continue. Peace. (laughs) In the fourth quarter, I think it was, they were like, oh, we're going to do something a little experimental. We're going to talk to one of the players. Now, if you've watched sports before, you know this isn't terribly unusual. They will, like mic somebody and talk to them while they're on the bench or something like that, or they'll mic a coach and take little clips in between timeouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What happens is they go, yeah, so we're going to mic Kayla McBride. She's going to have a little thing in her ear, and that's how she's going to talk to us and listen to us. And I'm like, but wait, Kayla McBride is on the court playing basketball right now. She was so, fucking talking when she was playing? Yes, and they were asking her questions, and she Jeez, wasn't coming that's up. That's insane. Yes. And it reminded me of the hot dog competition where yeah, the woman's absolutely. eating hot dogs and the guy's asking that her to questions. A man. That's insane. And a couple of people said that. They were like, they would never do this to an NBA player because it's absurd. Yeah. Like, it's so it's difficult. Like to imply that she's not working hard. Like, right. that, that is f***ed up. And she was, like, answering a question. And one of the people on the opposing team, I think it was, was like, excuse me? And she was like, no, no, I'm talking to ESPN. They're in my ear. <laughs> it's like, this is really f***ed up. How do you I don't like this. this woman to play basketball? Wow. <laughs> she was a good sport about it. And she actually did pretty good. She she made some shots and did a lot of good assists. I think she is, by design, uh, it's not the right word, a point guard. So she was setting up a lot of nice plays even though. And then the ESPN people were like, hey, nice nice screen. And she's like, thank you. Like, bitch, back up. They're like, how you doing out there? She's like, this is really hard. <laughs> she said that? Yeah. That was kind of, it reminded me of of the hot dog thing, so I felt like I really had to share that with you. totally appropriate. I defer the rest of the How's Your Week to you, Marissa. Uh, (laughs) I'm massively sleep-deprived. I've decided, like, "Mm, I'm a better myself, so I'm taking, like, improv two and hip-hop class at the same time. You're going to combine them? (laughs) We we will see. (laughs) The boy I'm seeing took the hip-hop class with me, and... (laughs) It was interesting. I've never seen someone look at themselves in a mirror with such intensity as if they were trying to outdo themselves. Okay. It was that's, like they that's were hilarious. fighting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't say the person's name, though, so we're good. It could be any number of guys that Marissa is seeing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just had a really tiresome week. I don't know how to balance life. So I'm just doing a lot of stuff, guys. I'm an improv level two. And um, there are a lot of forces to be reckoned with in this class. I feel like I pigeonholed myself really early on because I thought they were going to ask for a fun fact. And I was like, oh, I'll just tell them something like whatever interesting that doesn't pigeonhole me as like, I don't know. I wanted to give them something interesting. But I showed up dressed up like with a really gothy shirt. And a really gothy outfit. 
And then she's like, say a descriptor about yourself and make it alliterative and then tell us your favorite movie. So people would be like, Jolly Jenna or like Sparkly Sarah. And I was like, Moonchild Marissa. And my favorite movie is The Craft. And my favorite movie is The Craft. (laughs) At least you didn't say macabre. Dude, I was like, I didn't think I actually, that was actually accurate. I just didn't think of a word. Ooh, I should have did macabre. When I was, I feel like I might have told the story on the podcast before, but maybe I didn't. So I'll keep it short. When I was a kid, they did peer mediators at school uh-huh was i don't was that a thing when you were in school yeah okay so like they selected me and they put me in the training and i was like why did anybody pick me nobody likes me that was the thing like i was like the common probably the last pick like everybody was like oh pete's like the fifth person i might talk to about a problem <laughs> and i and like <laughs> since i was everybody's fifth and all the like one through fours were different people i like had enough votes i sort of like trumped the system i guess so <laughs> So yeah. I'm at this training that I don't really want to be at anyway, and they go around the room, and I'm like, P? What the hell starts with P? P? I don't know. P. P. I'm not proud. I'm not pretty. Pretty sounds weird. I'm in like <laughs> eighth grade. That's not going to And so it gets to me, and I'm like, I can't think of anything. And this little motherfucker called Matt Lee, he goes, how about Porky? And I was like, what Ew! the what the fuck are we doing here, huh? Is that what peer mediation's all about? <laughs> wow. That's up they should have kicked him out for that not of school but out of peer mediation did what did they do they were just like no stop (laughs) that's gross and no you never told that procrastination this move on yeah oh man (laughs) i was never mind i was gonna say something really heinous and i stopped myself anyway all curious never mind Okay, uh, let's move on to an icebreaker. I was going to say pussy puncher. <laughs> uh, now I have to decide if I want to leave that in or not. <laughs> I think you should leave it in. As long as it made you laugh. If you didn't laugh, then you needed to take it out. <laughs> icebreaker. Marissa. Yeah. Marissa, this is a weird question because I know that you've actually done this before, but it's been a little while and maybe you will have a different answer this time. So the thing to understand about this one is that it is a set period of time. If you could live anywhere in the world for six months and then you had to come back to your life, where would you live? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Previously, she's done this with Korea. Yeah, so, okay, Uh, half of Marissa would say Korea again, because it feels like a second home, and I miss it in my bones. Oh, that's nice. But the adventurous Marissa is really, like, mm, no, no, I'm torn. I'm torn between France, because France is so, it's so hype. Je je ne sais quoi. It's got a certain je ne sais quoi. (laughs) It's so hyped up, and I want to see if it delivers (laughs) on the hype. Marissa goes into a cafe, and she goes... Can I get a espresso and a croissant? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. As I was saying, I was like, ooh, I can't say French stuff at all. I think, so this is the thing. No, scratch that. France is out. This is the thing. I don't really know what the place is. I just know I've seen it. I want to go to one of those places that you see that it's like really green, like really green farmland. And there's like, like sheep. And it's like 
foggy. It's either like Ireland or like yeah. New Zealand or Scotland, something like that. I want to go to like really, really lush, desolate farmland. Not forest, but like like farmland where people have some sort of accent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I want to go there if not Korea not because that's like you. magical. I like dream about that. <laughs> I would go to like green places in non-white country. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like South America's got a lot of greenery, right? But like jungles and things. I don't know anything about South America. I'm gonna be honest. Puerto Rico's nice, except for when it's not. And right now it's not. Yeah, people are going back on vacation there, so I guess some parts are. Oh yeah, I'm sure yeah. they fixed the vacation places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. When I read this question, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna tell you my first answer, which is the woods. Be <laughs> you can. <laughs> If I knew that it was going to be like a six month period, yeah, I would do that. And after month three, I might lose my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But I got like a lot of books that I'm never going to read that maybe I could. There's like I think I think if I survived, what? Mm -hmm. Why would you pick that? (laughs) If I survived, I think I'd be very proud coming out of there. Do you have a cabin, or you're just like in the? Woods. No, yeah. I, there's a cabin. There's a cabin. Okay. There's shelter. Yeah. And, like, somebody's going to drop off some food once in a while. You're I'm off the grid? Be, I'm not going to be, like, totally. But, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm going to have the internet. I'll have a phone just in case. Like, we could still talk. Yeah. We won't be able to podcast, though, Marissa. <laughs> yeah. That sounds kind of nice, though. As I just pre-ordered a book, I was like, I don't read books. Like, why do I keep doing right? this? <laughs> I love getting books, and I'm like, I'm not going to read you, but I like the idea of having you. Yeah. So, yeah, I would read I would read books, and maybe I would, uh, you know, do some other stuff. But here with a TV, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just keep watching 90210. This is not a plug, because it's not plug time. Also, I watched the trailer with no sound on. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the trailer? Just when you said you might go crazy, did you see the trailer for The Lighthouse? No. Pete and everyone. Oh, is this? It's the Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe movie. Yeah. No, of course they didn't watch that because Robert Pattinson's in it. Yeah, just watch this trailer. You don't need to care or like it. <laughs> just watch it, everybody, immediately. Is this, is this A24? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It looks <laughs> like Cuckoo Town. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's by the person who made The Witch. Oh. Didn't didn't love it. Really? I didn't watch it, but it's a movie that I like. I I like. I want to watch it when I'm ready for something good. Okay. That makes me sad. I mean, if it's not good, then it's not good. I know what happens. No, it's it's not that it's not good. It's just yeah. You know how I feel about period pieces. Ugh. I know. Period pieces are my lifeblood, and Pete hates them. Yeah. They're my lifeblood, literally. If they go away, I do. <laughs> Speaking of life blood, no, that didn't even work. Speaking of blood. Speaking of, I don't even know. I know, there's no segue. The other day, the other day, I was sitting with <laughs> the dude I'm seeing, and he's like, oh, I want to see The Lion King. I got to see before it goes out of theaters. And I just go, yeah, tell me how that theaters is. theaters still sub- like December. <laughs> I know. And I was like, yeah, tell me how that is. <laughs> and he's like, 
oh, I thought we were seeing it together. And I was like, oh, uh, ew, <laughs> cool. So I had to see The Lion King. Uh, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised because I went with such low expectations that it was like, I was like, this is going to be trash. I got to try not to fall asleep. By the way, I like the animated one. I don't want right. to watch it again. And I don't want a, a scene for scene. I liked it. For some reason, the sad points were sadder. I don't know whether it's because I'm older or because they look like real lions. Uh, I will say the downfall of the entire movie is Beyonce because it is so distracting. It is like her voice just doesn't lend itself to a lion at all. It just sounds like Beyonce entered the room of lions. When the whole entire world worships your voice, yeah, it's hard to just put it into something and expect it not to overpower the room. Plus, she has like a weird... No, not, the southern yeah. twang is weird, but the twang, one, didn't fit an African lion, and two, like, she sounded too peppy all the time. It was just very weird. Anyway, so the reason I'm doing this topic that I'm doing is because I noticed something that I didn't ever notice before. So in the movie, uh, Mufasa, uh, Simba's father... Guys, I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert. You fucking moron. If you just keep <laughs> the last Okay. Uh, Mufasa. Does it end who, differently than the uh, original animated one? No, it does end differently. And Billy Eichner is the best part, I will tell you that. So Mufasa is Simba's father. So there's him and his brother Scar are like warring. And Mufasa like is talking to his whole pride, his whole group of lions. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, they're all women. Mm-hmm. So does he f- call it them? And I was just like, <laughs> is the girl that Simba's marrying his sister? Yes. <laughs> I was like, why are there no other men? I was like, is this how a real pride works? Is one man and like a thousand women? So I had to research because I was like, that gross. If Disney just like <laughs> let it be like that. So I basically learned a bit more about lions. And I want to tell you what I learned about lions. I'll just get to the point right right from the start. No, Simba and his love are probably not brother and sister. Even though in The Lion King, Mufasa and Scar are the only male lions you see, uh, a general pride of lions will have like about three male lions and the rest will be women. Uh, so I guess... Uh, so you're saying that they're not brother and sister, but like they still could be. <laughs> Then I, I read another article that was a little too convoluted for me to cite that seemed to imply that they're probably like cousins yeah, or something. Yeah. They're still related but probably All not straight up. Red lions running around. <laughs> and yes, they could be brother and sister. Mm-hmm. But it's not a hundred percent. Okay. So anyway, let's talk more about lions in general, because it's interesting. Because Mufasa was like king of the jungle and king of his entire pride. Like, he told everyone what to do. He told the other male lion, who was his brother, what to do. And he was in charge of protecting the entire pride of women. So it's interesting to find out, uh, first of all, that it's always a matriarch who leads a lion pride. So a woman is the one in charge. Pete, you told me you heard some of this in a podcast. So are you going to know all this already? No, probably not all of it. Okay, okay. So yeah, Mufasa leading and ruling would not be a thing at all. And also, if the movie were true to life, there wouldn't be a rivalry between uh, Mufasa and his brother Scar, because they would just basically be on equal footing. They wouldn't be the ones in charge. 
And they would all have a fair share of ladies to bang and have children with. And that's really what Scar was after. Oh, his 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 lady. Yeah, well, no, he wanted the power too. But yeah. Oh yeah, you were he was, you were being sarcastic. He was after pussy. Yeah. Cats, cats. Okay. So if this, by the way, I'm citing most of this from a New York Times article. New York Times guys. Marissa yeah. wasted one of her five articles on this for you. Yes, exactly. I'm not going to say wasted. That was the wrong word. Uh, used it, yes. The booze uh, so that I like life, has what? a 90 proof version <laughs> that I'm experimenting with tonight. So What are you drinking? The the booze that I like. Jack, Jack Sparrow, Captain Morgan. This is, Captain Mor- this is Rebel Yell whiskey. Ooh. Okay. Small batch. Oh, no. I, well, I didn't know that you liked that anyway. But I wasn't saying you like Captain Morgan. I was going to say Captain Morgan's coming out with a pumpkin spice rum that I'm going to buy because I'm basic. Yeah, you anyway. are. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if it was true to life, Simba's mother, named Sarah B, would have likely been the leader of the group. And the movie should have been called The Lion King. Um, so the male Lion lions, Queen? Uh, oh, that's what I meant. Did okay, I say sorry. King again? I meant <laughs> Queen. Did. Okay, so uh, male lions are bigger and more aggressive than the females, I guess, as as they show. But the females are always more dominant. Not only, you know, would they be considered the leader of the group, the females do the important decision making. They're in charge of the hunting. They're in charge of the baby raising. And they also have to protect their territory against other intruding females. And they decide which males they let in. Mm -hmm. We'll get to letting males in later. So basically, they do everything. Seems like the men just like help protect and just like. Sounds like humanity. Ah! Am I right? <laughs> but yeah, it's like they don't really do much. In a typical African pride, there are three to six adult females, and most daughters uh, will stay in their mother's pride until they die. So there are often several generations, all of related females in one pride. In the so Lion really, King, though, he had, like, a lot, right? He had, like, a lot of people. I remember in this live-action one, I saw, like, maybe six-ish. Okay, maybe everybody was just coming together to celebrate Simba. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That? Yeah, he ruled the whole animal kingdom. Like, right. There were only, like, six lions, but he ruled the antelope. Now, did you fact-check that? Do lions actually rule all other animals? No, they do not. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yes, they do not. So to that, like, six-ish amount of females, there are usually two to three adult males that live with the females. The males are often brothers or pride mates who, I guess, um, who might... <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say something that I forgot if I was talking about lions or people for, like, a split second, and I lost myself. You were talking anyway. about two bros. Yeah, two bros kind of like form a bond uh, and decide to help protect the females and like live with them and have sex with them. The thing is, though, those males will only spend a few years with a pride. So men are kind of nomadic. They stay there long enough to produce offspring and help raise them a bit. And then eventually they'll go out and seek a new pride. But again, women need to approve of them. It sounds like human. Yeah. Oh, please. Don't get so dark. So if Disney had followed typical lion behavior, Scar and Mufasa would have happily coexisted in that pride. And they probably wouldn't show any aggression towards each other. Granted, one of them might have been more dominant, but uh, like I said, the females would ultimately call the shots. So there would be no reason for them to fight. So now, interesting, for male cubs, this doesn't apply for females, but for male little baby lions... 
paternal, so affection from their father, lasts until they're about two years old. Once they start going through puberty, the surge of testosterone that those male cubs have starts to threaten their fathers. So usually when a baby male cub is about two, he would have been run out of the pride. So if this was, if Disney was accurate, Mufasa would have made Simba leave. Now Simba though, like leaves on his own, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because his father dies. But yeah, Mufasa would have been like, I don't really remember a lot of the Lion King. (laughs) Oh, when Mufasa dies, spoiler alert. So after male cubs leave at about the age two, they roam the savannah for a while. And generally they join a new pride around the age of five. So I don't really know what the f*** they're doing for three years. They're like going to college, going to frat parties. I guess so. (laughs) So this male dispersal, like this nomadic trait of these male lions, is apparently an evolutionary mechanism that helps ensure genetic diversity remains among lions. Such interesting. It's just kind of like sad that like the, the, the lions... I don't know. Don't stay with the little little babies. And in the I wild, if they, like run across each other later in life. I know. They look at each other from across the desert, and they're just like father. No, I'm just look at him. Yeah. Pretend you don't know him. Um, and then, in the and wild, then the mom is like, "Oh, come on, just let him come over for Thanksgiving." I know. I know. And he's like, no, he's not welcome here anymore. His testosterone. I think we're writing a play. <laughs> in the wild, male. Lions will easily wander up to 100 miles uh, from their original pride to find a new home. Africa's um, big, guys. <laughs> what? Africa's very large. Yeah. Uh, and if food and water are scarce, they may go even further. Um, another interesting thing that I thought is that I will. T- there was a specific reason why this happened, but I'm not sciencey and I didn't understand. Uh, but basically, the lions will f- the ladies, but then, like, they won't really Marissa, know. Wh- Marissa, can you please say make love? I'm sorry, make love with the women. <laughs> and then they will have babies with them. But for some reason, they don't really know which babies are theirs. Like, something like something with the way the fertilization happens is really hard to know whose babies whose. I don't, I don't know how much sex they're having. Furry Springer. Yeah, I don't know. But, but basically, so male lions will generally treat like every single cub in the pride like his own child which i found interesting that's the opposite of jerry springer (laughs) yeah (laughs) that baby ain't mine you're like all my children so all the males will just be kind to all of them it takes a village people it does it does take a village so i i thought that was sweet and uh it was interesting uh like the whole like nuzzling thing like where they like pet each other's faces with their own face do you know what i mean (laughs) I knew what you mean when you said nuzzle. Okay, you just whatever. complicated it with petting a face with a face. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is to kind of like strengthen bonds, but apparently it's usually more common between male and male and female and female. It's not usually like a like a love thing between a male and a female. I thought that was interesting. More of a facial fist bump. It is. It's a face fist bump. And in a classic Marissa fashion, that is where I am. But I hope... That was interesting to you. So I was listening to a podcast where they talked a little bit about this. And it's a podcast called Creature Feature. And you think it's about like old movies, but it's about animals. And mm. this woman knows way too many things about animals. And she really likes, like, she's passionate about what she talks about. Like, imagine if Marissa and I actually 
like dug in and stayed on a particular topic over the course of multiple episodes, it would be like us. The, the thing that caught my attention and made me laugh the most is she was like, also, hyenas would never work with a lion. Well, I mean... And she was talking about how sometimes lions will take a kill from a hyena and vice versa. Um, And that hyenas tend to, like, work in packs and they don't generally, like, collaborate with other animals. The other thing... Yeah, uh, I don't think any animals generally collaborated (laughs) with other animals. I didn't think that was a a question. And that didn't make it into the Bechtelcast episode of The Lion King where they talked about this stuff. But the other thing that I found kind of interesting is she was like uh, talking about Timon. And she was like, there's no way that a meerkat would be roaming around on its own and team up with a warthog. First of all, the warthog would eat it. Secondly, like it's not a meerkat thing to just wander around on your own. You're like part of a a family or a tribe. Why does she know all this? And Blake Wexler, a uh, comedian that Marissa and I got to see in Philadelphia, was on the particular episode, and I was just laughing at how much he was, like, he was playing along, but you could tell he was, like, thinking exactly what Marissa said. Like, oh. how do you know all this shit off the top of your head? Oh, that's great. I'm going to watch, I, I didn't get to listen to that before my episode, because my week was chaotic, but yeah. I'm going to, because I want to, sounds fun. Thanks, Marissa, that was insightful. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that, you know, like, like, I bet, I'm sure that animals do sing songs, but, like, not in English. I mean, yeah, no, no way. But see, I thought this movie was, like, a translation for us. I didn't think they actually spoke in English. Also, I think another reason why this movie was sadder, like, when Mufasa died, was because the little child who voices uh, young Simba is way cuter than Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who voiced the original Simba. Mm-hmm. So, like, you really felt the loss of his innocence. Was it Jacob Tremblay? I don't know who that is. It's like the only boy, right? It's like the, the only world? boy actor right now. Is he black? No, so it wasn't. Then him. no. Okay. Everyone is black in this, in the main cast. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that was another thing that came up. She was like, also, yeah, all the women would have killed Scar. I mean, because they're protecting their young, and that's what they do. <laughs> I guess the only reason they didn't kill Scar is because Scar was, wasn't alone. Like they said, he collaborated with the hyenas. Right. I don't think they were afraid of Scar. I think they were afraid of him having too many. Of Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. In this one, it was, oh, I don't remember who the main lady was, but uh, the Key and Peele guy, Keegan-Michael Keegan mm-hmm. Key, and um, what's his face? Andre? Eric Andre. Oh, okay. But yeah, the, the, the I thought, I thought it was like, Andre 3000. No, <laughs> I wish. That would have been great. Speaking of, did you see on the... Well, no, you don't read Philadelphia News. Andre 3000 just is everywhere playing his flute in Philly. He's just like... <laughs> he was at the restaurant down my fucking street and I didn't see him. He's just like everywhere. Playing a flute. Playing a flute. What's he doing in Philadelphia at all? I don't know. Jason Segel is also all over the place, but he's filming something. Andre 3000, I don't know why he's here. I would like to meet Andre 3000 more than Jason Siegel. Absolutely. Don't I like them both. By the way, I will say, not a wholehearted plug. If you have any interest in The Lion King, it's solid. If you don't have interest, don't go see it. But if you have an interest in it, it's solid. Um, how about you, So, Pete? does that mean it's plug time? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Plugs. No, that's cool. <laughs> I like it. It's nice and smooth. You just ease right into it, so I don't know where to put the drop for the sound. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'll do another You plug. should be sorry. No, that you should be sorry. 
Now it's real plug time. Plugs. Pete, my plug is, if you're ever really bored and you're at work, so, like, you can't, like, fully play a game on your phone or, like, fully, like, zone out, so you, like, want to do something different on your computer instead of shop, if you just like small joys in life, just go on the Denny's Japan website. Okay, that and was a surprise. Press... What? That was a surprise. Yeah, and then press Google Translate and then read how bad Google is at translating that website. <laughs> <laughs> it brought me so much joy. It brought me like an hour and a half of joy. When I, I get bored. Were, I thought you were going to go into the miniature. Instagram no. that you send me pictures of sometimes. No, it's just really, really fun to see how bad it is. I just, I translate foreign menus with Google Translate. It's not making fun of different languages. It's no. making fun of how bad Google Translate is. Marissa's been doing this for a year. <laughs> yeah, and it, oh God, it still has lasting power. <laughs> anyway, Pete? I wanted to plug a musician that I heard today called Ed Balloon. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed his album. He showed up in my Spotify release radar. I usually put the release radar on when I'm not paying attention to things. And once in a while, it actually throws me some stuff that I'm like, oh, I do like that. This time, it showed me a song called Missed Call because it, Open Mike Eagle raps on it, and I've listened to Open Mike Eagle on Spotify. It's like Pete is talking a different language. So, <laughs> so I started playing his new album called the dubs which i don't know if i don't know if i like that one as much as his older album uh which i believe is called yellow 20 somethings i really like that one like but i haven't actually gotten through the whole thing anyway cut to the chase pete it's uh i guess you'd say it's hip-hop um the album is called the dubs the new album and it's very soulful and poppy with a little dash of rap but it's usually somebody coming in as uh, like on a on as a guest on a track <laughs> mm, okay and it's got, like, mellow, hot chip kind of music type stuff behind it. So, Ed Balloon, the dubs, check it out on Spotify. Okay. See him if he comes to your town. Apparently, you can't buy it on any physical media because oh. physical media is dead. Boo. Pete, Pete's recommendations are usually pretty solid. Pete, you said a radio show, don't forget. I listened to this and I was like, Marissa would love this, the, the, the second album. Okay. I think that's it. So... If you have a plug that you would like to share with us, <laughs> call us at 570-PODWOD1. If you want to give us a review of The Lion King, same number. <laughs> no, it's a different number. <laughs> 570-PODWOD1. If you want to slide into my DMs, I'm at Riss Vandal. You can also, like, vocally slide into my DMs by calling that number. Marissa, I'm thinking of changing my, my handles. Why? I just... Because uh... of... Because you don't want to be, what's it called? Associated with the Big Lebowski? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I forgot about Gmail. What are you going to do, like, poo Pete? Pity poo? <laughs> Poopette. Poopette. <laughs> what do you want to be? I was thinking, and I actually checked it on, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, I was going to do Pete Phil Ups. The word Pete, Phil. what? <laughs> and then the word Ups. What the f***? I support it. And then I'm going to buy a gas station and call it Pete Phillips. You're stupid. <laughs> I support it, though. <laughs> well, hey, Marissa, thanks for doing the heavy lifting on this edition of Y'all Her. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for editing out all the things I do by mistake. I didn't burp. <laughs>
<laughs> now everybody, just imagine me in sixth grade. And they go, uh, Jovial Jessica. And then they go, what about you, Pete? And I go, Pussy Punch Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. You would have been the king of the school. <laughs> All right. I was porky. Bye, everybody. <laughs> what? Bye. Bye. <laughs>